Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, would you please welcome your hosts for the next episode of the City Sausage Podcast. It's Mike, Squeaky McLean and Nige, Wingman Lucas. Cheers, Ernie. Nice one, Ernie, mate. And first of all, thank you so much to every single one of you who've been downloading the podcast. We really appreciate it. And get your fingers on the download button because this is what's coming up in today's show. We'll be chatting to Michael Greco ahead of the big game, Man City versus Chelsea, and getting his thoughts. It wouldn't be City Sausage without Big Lou. He's going to be on to tell us the facts ahead of the Chelsea game. We'll be ringing Brian Kidd, as we always do, to see if we can have a chat to him. Star guest joining us in the flat, Michael Brown, ex-City midfielder. We'll also be chatting to one of Britain's top goal scorers and finding out why Aguero isn't scoring at Anfield. And David Silva is on City Sausage. But first, Nige, press the button. Oh, oh, what's that button? I don't know how that got there. Oh, that is. Not that one, the other one. Right, this one. That's better. <sighs> Dear Mike and Nige, my sister and I are identical twins, and we work in the adult entertainment industry. We also work on Babe Station. In fact, Nige rings us every night to say hello and check up on us. I don't. Not that. We would love to come to a city match, stay over and explore Manchester with you two handsome chaps. Oh, right, okay. Any chance you might be free to party with us and sort us out two match tickets for the next home game. Whoa. Twins. Tough one, that might. Nah! Email us, contact at citysausage.com. So uh, thank you for joining us on the podcast. And as you do, we're currently sitting fourth in the league, nine points behind the leaders. We've got Chelsea and Leicester above us, Nige. I know, yeah. Uh, we've got Chelsea next game. So, of course, that's a chance for us to get back up the table. Uh, but, yeah, let's let's quickly talk about that decision. Uh, right at the beginning of the Liverpool game, I mean, there was a fair few decisions, but one of them especially was a nailed-on penalty. His hand was sticking out. It wasn't in a natural position. How the referee has just waved on play. Uh, it is it's disgusting. What's the point of VAR? And what, uh, he says it wasn't in a natural position. Yet the, the year before that, Liverpool won the Champions League by hitting the ball against the Spurs player's hand. Mm. So that wasn't in a natural position. Next, what, what, what does VAR do? VAR do? Do they then put pictures of what natural position? Will they have pictures of players going, oh, that's a natural position? Yeah, yeah. No, that's not a natural position. <laughs> that's natural. It's just ridiculous. And I've said this, and I've said it on Twitter, and I'll say it again, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. VAR is killing the greatest game in the world. And I'll stand by that. Yeah, it's, honestly, I mean, the other, the other night in the Champions League, they had the TV monitors. And to be honest with you, for the first time in ages, because I'm used to watching it in the, in the Premier League, I just thought, you know what? It's not taken too long. The ref's gone over. He's had a look at it and he's made the right decision. Uh, you know, and it, it, it can work. But in the Premiership, it's just a load of rubbish. But that's again, we're getting to that point, that free kick, because when he hit against the wall, was that player's arm in a natural position? Well, I don't, I mean... Yes or no, Nige? Well, it was definitely a penalty. Yeah, so, right. So that should have been a penalty at Anfield. And again, we were robbed. Yeah. But having said that, listen, they, 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 their second goal was a great goal. For me, Bravo should have had that. He should have had I that. mean, it was the third one for Bravo. Bravo should have done better. But, I mean, we're, again, we're not having any luck. No. I mean, you know, Edison missing that game was just a nightmare. Uh, you've got no Laporte. Uh, you know, we don't know what's going on with Mendy. We're missing uh, David it Silva. Was great. It was great to see Ro- um, to see Rodri back. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and considering he only had a couple of training sessions, he put in a shift against Liverpool, and he's such an important player for us, so it's great to have him back. You know what? We talked just before the 
the international break last time. And again, it's just come at a good time for City when you've got that many injuries, a break like that to get a few people back, uh, a match fit, uh, and, and let's hope we can uh, we can change it against Chelsea and just batter Chelsea. Wise words. Be love for that, won't it? Oh. Not for me. My girlfriend's a Chelsea fan. She'll kill me. <laughs> so Nigel and I were chatting about Aguero and the problem that he's having at Anfield and not scoring. Right. right? Okay. Because he seems to have that blockage, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. And for me, the chances that he had against Liverpool, he should have been putting away yeah. as a striker. He had a couple of good chances. So what we've done is we've decided now to ring one of a prolific striker. Okay. Uh, let me just read you the facts about this striker. He scored 43 goals last season. Wow. Right. He's played eight games this season. He scored nine goals. Already? Two of those are hat-tricks. In fact, last Sunday was a hat-trick. Right. Right. So this guy knows where the net is. He knows where the net is. He's a prolific goal scorer. Can you have a guess who it is? Um, I don't know. I mean, still playing nowadays. I don't know. Young. Young striker. Young striker. Um, not, not Gabriel Jesus. No, no. He plays for St. Clair's under-12s and he's 11 years of age. He's playing up. It's none other than Cooper. Hello, Cooper. Hello. Hello. Uh, uh, just to get this right. Last season, 43 goals, is that right? Yep. And this season, you've scored nine goals in eight games? Correct. Right. And then a weekend, you just scored a hat-trick, is that right? Yep. Oh, brilliant. Amazing. Unbelievable. What a player. So listen, you watched the City and Liverpool game. What did you think of Aguero as a striker yourself? He was good, but he kind of needed to get the ball in the back of the net more. Oh, it's so yeah, true. Yeah, no, he's got a point. He's got though, a massive yeah, point. Yeah. And listen, and there's a blockage for Aguero at Anfield. He's not scored there. Why do you think that is? I think it's just something to do with his mind, really. I mean, he must have something to do with Anfield that's very, very hard to score. Okay, so listen, if you were going to give some advice to um, Aguero, he does uh, for example, yeah, yeah. Uh, he does lo- they love the podcast, um, what, would you, what would your advice be to, to any striker out there? I mean, it'd probably be right place, right time. Yeah. You've got to know where the goal is. As yeah. my dad always says, put your foot through it. Right. You aim for the corners. Right. Try and find the keeper's weaknesses as well. Has Pep been in touch with you at all? Any of his team? Has he sent anyone down to look at you? Yep. Really? Yep. He, he, he said to me on the phone that I was good, but he doesn't want me yet. Wow. Okay, one for the future. One then. for the future. Listen, Cooper, thank you. Good luck. And, and it's St. Clair's you play for, isn't it? Yep. Well, listen, um, congratulations. Before you go, we always ask our guests which is their favourite sausage. Do you like sausages at all? Uh, yeah. What's your favourite? I think a good Savaloy. Oh, Savaloy. <laughs> well, listen, uh, Cooper, thank you very much indeed for coming on and, and good luck with your career. So it's time to find out some facts about some big games coming up. There's only one man you can go to about facts. It's Big Lou. He's here. He's, He's on the here. phone. Big Lou, how are you? I'm all right. I'm in McDonald's, lads. Are you? I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm just stuffing my face with Ash Browns. I love them. What, I mean, what are you having? I've had um, a sausage and McMuffin with a latte and two extra Ash Browns. £4.89. Oh. I always give them a fiver and put the 11p in the charity box because I'm like that. He's a lovely man. I love the fact he's had a latte. <laughs> just... Always have a latte. Oh, love I love it. And that is why. I squirt milk, honestly. I love it. <laughs> Uh, Big Lou, Big Lou, um, what have you yeah. got for us? Well, Chelsea, massive game after last weekend, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, um, heads-to-heads, 163 altogether since 1907, a lot of history. Okay. Uh, City, have won, City have won 57, drawn 39, but get this, they've lost 67. So, oh, Chelsea on top for that, yeah, but right. soon put that right. 
Um, yeah, mm. but City have got the upper hand at the moment, obviously. But they're on, they're on good form, aren't they? You know what I mean, they've had loads of wins on the trot, Chelsea. Well, so they start the game above us in the league. Yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting. Any, yeah. any celeb facts? Uh, any celebrity guests? Well, I've got, I've got I've got I've got loads of I've got loads of celebrity stuff. Uh, well, I say that there's loads of glory hunters, isn't there? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I, I found out Will Ferrell and Bill Clinton. Yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? But, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I always see him there with his scarf on. His, he'll have a mixed scarf, <laughs> won't he? Um, half and half. <laughs> Half and half, eleven half and half. But there's, there are some genuine match-going celebs. You know what I mean? Like uh, Clark's and off Top Gear, Suggs from Madness. Right. And do you remember? Do you remember Paul Hardcastle? No, 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 no. Nineteen. No, 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 Nineteen. Right. This, yeah. this is weird. This right. This is the only bit of trivia I can find out. But you know, when Leroy Sane signed for City, yeah, right. he said, "What number do you want?" And he said, he insisted on nineteen. Right. Because right? when he was a kid, he had a stutter. And his mates used to call him Neunzein, which is German for Neunzein. So don't don't quote me, obviously. No, 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 we would never do that. So if you ever see Sane, just go hello. No, it's a bit tight, isn't it? Yeah, a bit tight. And don't forget, you forgot Michael Greco, Pepe, who's been on the show. He's one of our guests. Oh yeah, he's a Chelsea fan. Massive Chelsea fan. Massive Chelsea fan. Yeah. So you slipped up there, Big Lou. I did. Yeah. Well, you know, I can only do so many. When I get, I'm getting looked at in McDonald's as it is, mate. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, great facts as always. Um, All right, absolutely Chief. blinding facts. And um, listen, don't stay too long in McDonald's. You've only got a two-hour parking window. Remember that. You know what? Sometimes they bring me a free latte. Do they? Yeah, Why? they say. Do you want me to? They say. Do you want me to? Because I'm here all the time. I've got my own. I've got my own parking space. Anyway, I got a Christmas card last year. Oh. Seriously, I got a Christmas card. And it just said to the big fella. I don't know if to get offended or not. <laughs> Lou, gets. Lou yeah. as always, brilliant work. Thank you very much indeed. All right, Speak to you later. Mate. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. All the best, lads. Take care soon. Bye. Uh, is that the buzzer, Nige? It is. Who's that? Who's at the door? Hang on. Hello? It's Brownie. Come on, let me in. I'm freezing out here. Oh, Amazing. Brown. Right, come on. Get yourself upstairs. Hope you come, son. Top man. Michael Brown's going to be in the flat. This is it. It is. Hey, Brownie. How, How are you, mate? Pal? You okay? I'm great. Yourself? You well? Not too bad, good, mate. Good, Not good, too bad. Good, good. What do you think of the place? Uh, you like it? It's all right. It's a bit cold. Do you want to put the heating on or what? No, Don't it's... be stupid. No. Not made of money. <laughs> that minus two. Well, that's why we say to you, keep, is that, keep that North Face on, Brownie, because you'll need it, trust me. Uh, Brownie, listen, thank you for coming on. Um, let's start with Liverpool and City. You're a pundit now, and, and obviously you've played in the game, you know the game. What were your views on uh, the match? Well, it was such a start. So I was in Sky Sports News on the headset, so I was tested very, very early out. And, yeah. you know, it, as it started with the penalty appeal and then going up the other end and a wonderful strike from Fabinho. And you can see straight away, away Sergio Aguero's reaction was he definitely wanted a penalty. And again, VAR's, um, you know, it's a little bit inconsistent. We've seen decisions given, decisions not given. And, and the Premier League stance was it that it was it was an, in a natural position, the arm. And as we know, it didn't look that natural, the position, when, it, when he finished off Trent Alexander-Arnold. Not really. And some are saying that it wasn't even working for the first half. Well, listen, I think they've got everybody all in base. Uh, you know, you've got an experienced official there, Michael Oliver, Mike Dean is fourth. And, and it, we've got to bear with it. And it is punishing uh, Manchester City at the moment, as, mm. as we know. Um, but they played well in that game, although defensively, you know, we, they did get caught out a little bit. I mean, you can see how clinical Liverpool were. But you've got to take the positives and sort of say the control possession times, created opportunities. I just put it down to it just wasn't there, you know, City's day. Yeah, yes, exactly. Angelino was his first start. 
Um, Fernandinho's second game in a week. We've seen Bravo in there, and all the injuries not help. But you know, I think you've got to say, well, this side is a special side, a great squad, great manager. And it's nine points, you know, let's get at it and see if they can do it. Exactly can you right. See, I've been saying this, but I just look at it now and think, I can't see. I think Liverpool are playing the way we won the league the first time with Pep. They're, they're, they're clinical, they're, they're ruthless. I just can't see them dropping points. Can you see them dropping points? It's, and if so, where? Well, you don't think they'll drop too many. And, you know, the record is there for all to see when they get in a winning position. They, they, they're, they're, you know, they're at Anfield are very, very commanding, as we know. But I don't think they were playing as well as City. They're just grinding results out. They've had a little bit of fortune. And it is that attacking front three is special. Full-backs as well. Robertson, Trent Alexandrano and Van Dijk. They are great. But the Man City side, as we know, if they play to their potential with their squad, they are better than Liverpool. Yeah, That's the fact. They've been dealt a real um, poor hand with injuries. Yeah. And, and, you know, Liverpool are taking advantage, they're grinding out the results and they're getting closer to Man City, but they're not as good. And I think just the start, that's cost you. you, you you're behind, you're chasing those points and, and that's why you lose the games to like Wolverhampton Wanderers at home. And, 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 and you're then a little bit on edge. Yeah, on Sky as well this morning, I saw the uh, like the fixture pile-up that Liverpool have got between now and Christmas. The amount of games they've got, they're, they're literally playing a few games a week. They're playing midweek, they're playing weekend. Uh, and, you know, and you don't like wishing injuries on anyone you at all. You said that you would, you but, would like somebody to get but, injured. But, you know, the, 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 this is when you could get, you know, the muscles get tired and, and you, you never know, do you? Because, I mean, we have had some rotten luck this year with uh, with injuries, Michael. There is something, you know, and you, are, you know, regarding City, Hopefully, some of them players can come back soon and strengthen. And, and January just around the corner is, is a one or two that Pep Guardiola can add to the squad. But you know, regarding Liverpool, there's tons of games to go. And, and when they do lose that game, how do they react? And the, the, the schedule is very, very difficult for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got to come to the Etihad, which will be a great, great game yet again yeah. mm-hmm. for two giant clubs. And it's all to do. And, and you know, everyone is saying is. Yeah, Liverpool are going really well, but then it's the pressure. If they do lose one, and you've seen last year, they, they, they're always looking over the shoulder. What Manchester City can't afford now, and that's the problem, is to let up at all. They have to be at full tilt yeah. and make sure they don't drop any more points. Do you think he'll buy in January? He'll look. Um, I think it becomes to um, the financials, you know, depending on... There's been players that they've possibly went for that they were outpriced because they feel that was the correct value and they yep. don't need to go over that. And you've got to respect that. They, yeah. you know, they've done this, They've done huge spending of City and, and at times now they've got to say, well, we, we, can't, we can't keep going. We've got a good squad. Yeah. Yep. But it is football. We, we, you can't just buy your way to it all the time. True, and, true. And we've got, you know, Manchester City supporters, and I'm sure we'll all agree what what a place uh, the Etihad is now, the whole infrastructure, the whole club, the manager. It just goes on and on. And uh, we're so lucky to be involved with it, you know, to actually yeah. witness it. And, and and if it isn't to be the, the, you know, this year, the title, then, you know, let's try and get the Champions League. That's it. And totally next, next game, like you said, international break. I mean, I'm not really... A massive on the international game unless it's you know proper tournament but th- you know, there's a week or two there to get a few players hopefully back in the squad make such stronger going into that Chelsea game let's let's look forward to to that one now Michael what do you think for the Chelsea game you've got to look forward to it and, and you've also got the Manchester Derby coming which yeah. you know we're not worried about that to look forward to and, and it's <laughs> great so Chelsea 
Chelsea again, they they've picked up of late yeah. uh, regarding the the top clubs. They've had results against lesser of clubs. Obviously, Ajax notably mm-hmm. a great result away. Um, so they'll be they, they'll be realising their challenge with the young team that they've got now, still developing. Can they get some players back? Manchester City. It's a bit of a strange week regarding train. Whoever's not yeah. on international, will maybe get a bit of time off, and then the rest try and get. So try and get them back fit. It was great to see Rodri and the team. I thought he did very, very well for only yeah. training. Two, you know, two days. Yeah. Edison could come back. And Joe Angelino. Yes, there was his first start. And I thought he did all right, except for the, the second goal. Um, you're looking to say what was up with Mendy. Yeah. Could he come back into it? So there's so many, so many decisions for Pep Guardiola to make. I'd hate to be them. Listen, let's chat about you, Manchester City, because you came through the ranks. Um, how did how, how did you get spotted at City, and who brought you through? Well, I think it started um, as a young player when I was um, probably around 12, 13. I started to go to to lots of clubs from my local team. I was from the northeast in Hartlepool, and I'd gone to quite a, a lot of, of clubs at that stage and offering me deals to come. And then it was Manchester City and something felt really, really good for me. <clears throat> Excuse me. Something felt really special. Um, it was Terry Farrell was a, who, was, who was looking after the youth then. And um, I, I just felt it was, it was a, a friendly place, the right place. And, and so did my dad. It was a couple of hours from home. And, and they, they, they offered to sign me on a, on a, a long-term contract for, for such a young player was, was what I really liked the most, that I had that a bit more stability. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I had a special time there. And you go on into the youth team, we had Terry Darracott, who looked after us. I met Peter Reid very, very early, who was the manager, and still see him now on trips and go to Hong mm-hmm. Kong in the summers and have stories about this young player going into his office. And, and we had a game of cricket with the first team. And you just get to... To, to know them quickly. And Neil McNabb came in and done very, very well for me um, and pushed me towards the first team. And, and then it went on from there. And I, I really loved it at Manchester City. It just didn't work out in the end with Joe Royal. I wasn't for him. And, and I was, it was really sad to leave. But listen, you, you were classed as... I liked you. I definitely liked Because you're one of, one of those players that just didn't bottle out of a challenge, did you, Brownie? I'd you always just, put a shift in. You put a shift in and you didn't... Did you always start like that? Because I always say to my lad, um, you've got to be a tough tackling midfielder. You can't. Well, I did. I think, I think you always... I always had it in me. I'd always give my all. And I think that's what the City supporters like. So even if you, you're down on quality, if they see you doing something different, putting that extra extra bit in. And, and that was what I was as a kid growing up. I was scoring goals in a different role. But at Manchester City, when I got into the team, I, I decided to, you know, just make myself a presence. And it was probably Neil McNabb who said, make sure people know that you're on the pitch. So from the very first minute... I always say that to my son. In fact, it's so true. I've said that to my son, and Stephen Gerrard said that in the documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. He says, I used to find out the biggest player first and hit him first whoever it was, just to let him know I was there. And I've always said that to him, get, find out who he is, let him know you're on the pitch. Yeah. Who was one of the toughest players that you played against, Michael? Well, you, you've just mentioned him, Stephen Gerrard. And, and, and what I liked is he had the quality, he also had the tenacity and that drive. He was yeah. dynamic. He could score a goal. He could make a long pass. He would a tackle um, he'd be box to box he could sit he could go wide yeah. he, he was the ultimate midfield player and, and I have the utmost respect for him I had a few battles along the way with him and it wasn't always nice but you know it's interesting that you've just mentioned him because he was a he was a great player listen you look at Keane Vieira um, yeah. uh, you know early on in my life, I remember 
Andre Kanchelskis for Everton, and I was at left back for a young 17, 18 year old at City early Jeez, on in my career. And I, had to, I had to run after him in an unnatural position at like left wing back or something. It was like, okay. And, you know, it, it, just lots of challenges along the way, and, and you know, the games you play in. Um, it's been some real special ones and some great memories. Who, who at City um, would you say that some of the players you played with some great players, but who at City for you stood out that you you just you when they came you immediately saw quality. Well, any well the player I'm going to mention is he, he didn't actually go on to fulfil his career really, um, but after going into the Premier League throughout the years, playing with internationals and realizing how good players were you then start to realise how good he was, how he, he took the ball, how he, you couldn't knock him off it. He could go one way, then the other. He'd score amazing goals. And you could probably get close to where I'm heading to is George King Clancy. He yeah. had absolutely everything. Mm. And what a shame that he, he just didn't go on a little bit further. What was it like training with him, turning up? Did you make sure that like when they're handing the bibs out, you're like, I'll go on George's side? <laughs> well, it, was, it was always funny that... Um, it was always funny that I'm just literally... You, in a training session or, or whatever, I'd go to go tight with him. I'd go to get near him, but you couldn't. He'd move the ball the other way, then the left. And, and John Georgie, for all his flair, he could take a tackle. Yeah. You it? know, he was such a, a thick set, low centre of gravity that mm. he used his body very, very well. And it was hard to actually get him. And I was good at getting people, but it was tough to get Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine getting a kick off Brandon? No thanks. That was me out. Can you imagine the coaches going, uh, just take it easy, Michael, on these players. You've got a big game at the weekend. Leading up it to was when the coaches give a decision down the side that I actually put the ball down there and tried to catch them as well. <laughs> <laughs> you played with some, I forgot that you were at Spurs, Fullingham, uh, uh, Fulham, Spurs, Wigan, Leeds. Portville. So you've had some great clubs. What a career. Yeah, br- brilliant clubs. And, and, and I think you didn't even mention Portsmouth. We got the oh, FA yeah, Cup final with Portsmouth and Hartlepool, my hometown club. I was went that back nice to there play early for? on in my career, which was which was good. And, and then managed Port Vale to, and to the end, which was which was sad to find and let go at the age of 40. Yeah. Um, but I did all right to carry on that long. Mate, yeah. I must have been crazed the last few years carrying on. But it was... It's just special. I love football. I love everyday training hard and and just the joy of walking out. It's it's such a, a great career that you're lucky to have. A lot of the lads, I mean, I, I played in a couple of games with a few pros and celebrity games and I just loved the banter in the dressing room. For me, the dressing Brilliant. room was just the place. Like, you just didn't want to leave because you, I remember with Gascoigne telling me some great stories, Lee Sharp telling me some, and you're just thinking, oh, does this, do we have to play this game? And I bet that's what you miss as well. It does. And do you, know, do you know what was good? Early on, on the pitch, we all used to laugh. Yeah. So whether yeah. it was your opponent, some of your players. So like say, someone would do something on the pitch and even your opponents would be laughing and giving you a stick and a bit of banter. I don't see that anymore no, now. Do you know? Gone. It's so serious. You're not allowed to see it. But if someone fell over, you'd be crying and <laughs> laughing at each other. And, and that's your opponent. And then you'd, you'd go straight through each other. Yeah. Big tackle, you'd get up and you'd still the next one, you'd still be laughed, you'd shake hands at the end of it. You could not with everybody because it was always some people, you know, you do fall out and you cross that line. But, yeah. you know, it, it's just what it is. And I think that's where it is a little bit different now that you, you don't have that even banter on the pitch. But in the dressing room, we had, 
at Sheffield United, I must say, that was special times. You, you literally you had to get in. If you if you were late in, as soon as you walked in, it'd be like, what have you got on? What have you done? What's your hair like? Brilliant. You're just literally, you're walking into a, a cauldron of getting a bit of banter, a bit yeah. shredded, where you've been, what you've said. And it, it was just so funny, some of the antics. And with Neil Warnock, we were literally allowed to do anything. A lad called Rob Coslock, who played for us, would be just doing everything you could imagine. It was just <laughs> such good fun. And do you know, I must mention, late on in my career where you wasn't getting selected at Port Vale. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, I'm just going to give it a rest now. I'm going to leave it and, you know, call it a day. But the dressing room was such a good fun with the lads that, you know, it kept me going each day to go to then saying, well, I'm going to get back in the team again. And when you're not getting in, when you, you know, 38, 39, toward, you know, you accept you're not going to play all the time. And, and it kept me going. And it, like you say, I do miss that now. Let's let's just uh, if we if we can move it on to finish off as well. Just talk about you, you the media work you're doing. The, you know at the minute on Sky and and some radio work and everything. I mean, how are you finding that? You must be loving it. Well, I am enjoying it. So it's like it, it's, what's good as well is I have a a, a totally um, you know, open spectrum. So for instance, yesterday I was at Sky Sports um, yeah. doing the panel for the game the day before. I was for Soccer Saturday at. At Birmingham, Fulham. Uh, I've done the panel work for them. And then I work for a Malaysian channel called Astro. I'm going yes. out to Malaysia doing some games there with a pitch side at game. Uh, I work a lot on the radio with Five Live, which I really enjoy. Yeah, we've seen enjoy the doing the we've radio seen and yeah, season at the games. And I was out in I was out in Belgrade last week doing the Spurs game. I missed the Milan trip, which I was a bit disappointed, but, but I really, know. I really um I really enjoyed going there with John Merriam and Five Live. Um, do, doing that game so that's great and I do the EFL cover the, the three leagues on the, the Quest show which is the football league show on yeah. Quest which Good. which is it is really enjoyable with myself and Colin Murray so we do that quite a bit and, and just different things and PLP um, so it's a full random bit of, of, of jobs that, that come in uh, from different networks and, and it's great Would you swap it for going back to playing now in the Premier League or would you carry on doing what you're doing? You'd always want to play. That was, you knew what was coming yeah. there. Exactly. You go. You fancy playing, but you can't. Brown it. It's you been. A... What? You've won. And even the management side as well. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Managing Port Would Bay. you go back to it's it? It's a real tough challenge. I'd love to manage again, but it's where do you start and what? But it's. I'm enjoying the games. Like I was with Five Live, and we were at Brighton for the title. Yeah. Talking about that last year, brilliant. Amazing. And, and that's as close as you're going to get when you're, yeah. or when you're down at the pitch side or when you're doing big games. And yeah, I'm really enjoying it. Oh, Brownie, listen, it's been a pleasure. Before we go, we always ask our guests, every guest that comes on the show, favourite sausage. If we're cooking a sausage for you, what would it be? Oh, you've done me there. I'm going to have, I just like, uh, I've got into chorizo a little bit, you know. I don't oh, know what's going on there. Chorizo. No, there's nothing the chor- wrong with that. L- listen, I'm Spanish. You you cannot be a chorizo sausage, my friend. You <laughs> hey, I didn't be. say it like that, though. Did I, I bet you did. <laughs> <laughs> we got the undertone. Brownie, thank you. As always, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah. Always welcome anytime. Thank you so much, and mate. Thank you oh, so thanks much. Thanks for the cup of tea. Appreciate it. Oh, yeah. We <laughs> just, we never, we just, we, did you get any milk? Nice. It's the milk. It's I the, always forget the, the milk. milk. Promise you next time we'll do you a cup of tea. No problem. Tighter than cramp you, too. <laughs> Brownie, take care, my friend. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Enjoy the rest of your day. Take care. Good luck with everything, mate. We're now ringing city legend and hero of Niger's. It's Brian Kidd on the landline. Oh, yes. Let's hope he's in. Hello. Hello, is that Mrs. Kidd? 
Hello, who is it? It's Mike and Nice from the City Sausage Podcast. Is Brian in? Brian? Yeah, Brian Kidd's husband. I'll just say, hang on. Brian can't come to the phone. It's just closing his Instagram account because uh, he thinks Rebecca Vardy's telling the press all the training secrets. Right, okay. Is there any other chance? Is there any other time? Bye bye. Hello? Hello? (laughs) So, the big game City and Chelsea. Uh, A good mate of mine and a massive Chelsea fan, Michael Greco. Chelsea. Hello. Grex, how How are you, mate? Good, How good, are good. you? I'm good, mate. Good, good. mate. Uh, Sorry for your uh, demise yesterday, Liverpool, but, you know, best team won, didn't they, eh? Right. Yeah, and yeah. that's the end of that interview. That's it, yeah. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks for popping on. Thanks All the coming. best, yeah? <laughs> yeah, lovely. Yeah. Uh, listen, let's just start with your team, because you, you actually, I've got to admit, hands up, because um, we always tweet to each other and text each other. Yeah. You're on fire at the moment. You are on fire. When we play, we you, you, when we play, you're going to be above us in the league. It's crazy, isn't it? Do you know what? People are actually starting to like Chelsea the way they play. We've been criticised for years. Everyone hates Chelsea. Everyone hates Chelsea. But it, it's come at a great time for Frank to be around. I don't think there's any other guy in the country who could have taken over this team and got the best out of them. It, it, it's really exciting. I wanted it to be, at the start of the season, I wanted it to be, look, I hate to say this because I don't like Man United as much as you guys, but I wanted it to be that class of 92 where... You've got all the young kids coming through. And yeah. that's what's exactly what's happening. What I love more than anything, you've got six English guys in the in the, in the England team playing for Chelsea now. Yeah. And that hasn't happened for a very, very long time since the days of John Terry, Frank Lampard and Ashley Cole. And I think that makes a big difference. You know, when these guys know each other, they, they, they work for each other. Uh, they're there for each other. They know how each other plays. And more importantly, we have more players in our team now that can score from any part of the uh, part, any any area of the pitch you know before it was just uh hazard that was getting the goals now you've got three or four five six seven different players that can score goals yeah listen I'm, I'm knocking it and jody morris as well he's he's a secret he's 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 the key there behind he's he did well for your youth team because you kept beating our city youth team uh, in the cup right. so yeah good luck listen um players to watch who who should we watch out for in your team well, I think Mason Mount is just getting better and better. Yeah. But Pulisic, for me, I, I, I watched... I watched The American. God, you know, I'm such a football freak. I really am. I know a lot about football and I know Good. The, and not about the Bundesliga. So last year, when I knew Pulisic was signed for us and he went back on loan to Dortmund, I watched a few of their games and that guy was phenomenal. And he, listen, he's nowhere near as good as Hazard was, but he's very, very similar in that position. He can do anything. And he's such a confidence player. You can see already now that he's coming through. So for me... If uh, Callum Hudson Adore has been great, he's starting to get better. Mason Mount is just a workhorse who's in the kind of ilk of Frank Lampard, not as good as him yet, but you know, he's getting better. But for me, Pulisic, he's such a confidence player, and if he can just start a few more games, he's going to be a guy to watch for sure. And do you, do you think you can uh, you can get top four? Are you confident that you could maybe even win the Prem this year? No, we, we definitely won't win the Prem. There's, there's, that's, there's no chance of that happening because we will lose games. We will drop points because our defence is still very vulnerable. We're missing a, a real leader in the, in the centre. Rudiger's been ours. a big loss. 
Tomorrow's been great and Zuma's been great, but they're vulnerable to 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 mistakes. They're still learning, you know. Mm-hmm. But if we had a, a, another John Terry, who for me has been the best Premier League central defender ever, if we had another uh, John Terry in the middle, I think we'd have a very good chance. But no, we 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 might we might come second. We would definitely be top four. I've, I've got hand on heart. Before the season started, I was like, you know what? I don't even want to become fifth or sixth. I don't. I didn't even want us to be in the Europa League because I just thought, well. Just get these guys playing. If we don't come for top four, then then fine. It's just, it, you know, I think Lampard was on a hiding to nothing, really. Yeah, true. Because, he, he, you know, he, he if we didn't come top four, then what, what do you expect? If he if he comes top four, it's like, wow, he's, he's achieved great things. Mm-hmm. So um, the way the league is shaping at the moment, it's looking like, obviously, Liverpool, Man City top two. And the way it's shaping for third and fourth, I think Arsenal and Tottenham and Man United are all in trouble. Yeah, uh, already they're in trouble. They've already lost enough games. You were Leicester. They've already dropped. Leicester are a great team. I love watching Leicester play. They're a very attacking team. Yeah. Um, they've got some great players. I don't think they're good enough to win the league yet. But um, if they keep going, you know, the, the next couple of years, they're, yeah, they're definitely a team to watch out for. Okay. Uh, finally, predictions for the game at the Etihad? You know what? If it was a couple of years ago, I would. I went there, didn't I? And yeah, we, you did. We sat we, together. We, yeah, was it five or six nil? You beat us. And we hardly to, got the ball. Didn't want to bring it up. Eight. Yeah, <laughs> I've never no, seen I mean, Greco so not, disappointed. No, I know it was really disappointing, and it was it was raining, and I just thought, why have I come all the way up here? But I loved it. The experience was amazing. I got treated really well. It's a fantastic stadium. But you know what? It, it's going to be a closer game. I think there'll be goals. I think Chelsea's defense is still very very vulnerable to City. Um, I don't think you'll have the ball as much as you did a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I still think City will win. It would probably be a, um, a City win and both teams to score. So I'll probably go for like a 3-1, 3-2 City. Excellent. Okay. And one last thing before you go that we always ask yeah. our guests on City Sausage. What is your favourite sausage? Oh, my favourite sausage. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't really eat meat. But so if I did, it would be, be the Lincoln ones. You know yeah, the Lincoln yeah. Big, the big Lincoln ones, yeah. See, it's not yeah, he's he, since he's been to Hollywood, he's changed. He's changed. He's changed. <laughs> uh, Greco, I love you. You know that. And massive yeah. thanks. Cheers, pal. This is a very exciting time now on the City Sausage podcast. It's a pleasure to introduce probably, well, undoubtedly, my favourite City player I'm of mine. all time. I'm mine. Potentially the best player to ever wear the City shirt. Couldn't agree more. It's David Silva. Oh. Now, I know, David, you don't really like doing interviews. Uh, thanks for coming on. No, my word. We don't, we don't really see you on TV doing many interviews. Uh, Nigel, I'm going to have to stop you. And oh, mate, there. no. Mate. I, I, Not I, Silva. I know, I know, I know. But look at the time. We, we've, we've just run out of time, mate. This is what people want to hear. I know, and they will, and they will. A massive thanks to all our guests today. Michael Brown, Michael Greco, David Silva. We didn't get Brian Kidd. But big a, Lou. A big Lou as well. <laughs> big Lou. We can never forget Big Lou. We love you. And McDonald's for allowing Big Lou to be in <laughs> McDonald's to do the interview. And big even bigger um, yes and more importantly thank you for listening to uh, the City Social Podcast remember if you like it spread the news tell all your friends and if you don't just keep your gob shut <laughs> say goodbye Nige goodbye Nige Bernard Sausages sponsored the City Bernard Sausages the sponsors of the City Sausage Podcast sorry Bernard Sausages sponsors it's Bernard Sausages, the sponsors of the City Sausage Podcast. City Sausage Bernard Podcast. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs>
Manchester City Football Club would like to put on record that it has nothing to do with these two idiots and are in no way associated with the City Sausage Podcast. City Sausage Podcast. Follow us at City Sausage on Twitter and Insta.